Welcome once again to Chill Filtered, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should. On today's episode, we're going to be drinking Van Winkle Special Reserve 12-Year Lot B Bourbon. It's going to be delicious, and we'll get to that in a minute. But before that, let's get down to just a little bit of business. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you could do us a favor and please subscribe to the show, maybe share an episode on your social media. Help us grow. Speaking of helping us grow, you can leave a rating to do that. Also, leave us a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts app. Let us know what you're thinking about the show and maybe something you'd like to see different. And if you want to support us even more, go to patreon.com slash chillfiltered. That's the business. Here's the podcast. Cole, my dear friend, how are you? Dude, it's been a good uh, few weeks, I guess. We haven't recorded in probably, I guess, two weeks. Um, yeah, it feels like it's been forever, doesn't it? It really does. I'm sitting in my closet now thinking it's been a while since I've sat in this closet. Um, listeners out there who uh, maybe listened to last week's episode, I did a, uh interview with Brandon Hunt of Bourbon Charity. And uh, yeah. feel free to listen to that. It's uh, The guy's doing crazy good things for charity. And, uh, but yeah, it was a fun episode. I didn't even realize how long an episode that was. I mentioned, uh, I was going off the beats instead of the actual seconds. <laughs> so it's about an hour long oh. episode, but yeah. And then, that's no uh, big deal. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. And then, um, but dude, I, uh, you know, we've been, Heather and I have been searching for a house for months now and, uh, a few weeks ago. Still we, no luck, huh? Uh, no, there is luck. There is. Oh, Heather really? And I, what's that? I said, oh, really? Oh, yes. Yeah, Heather and I, we got uh, an offer accepted on a house uh, about two weeks ago. It was Labor Day. Day before Labor Day is when we got the offer accepted. Nice. And um, and so, yeah, we're stoked. It's like a really nice house. Like The crazy thing about the, the market here in Phoenix is that houses will typically, on average, what we see is the house will be on the market for two days or less and they're just gone and so Heather and I did a lot of like looking at houses and stuff like that and just kind of looking into what we wanted in a house and then finally we found one uh, that we you know I mentioned it previously on another episode that we were kind of heartbroken by it Uh, but then we found this one that we got the offer accepted on and we were like this house is like in a lot of ways better than the last one we were looking at and we're they're asking the same amount uh, so we like put an offer and got it accepted that night and, uh, with like, we went in the afternoon to check it out and like probably like five hours later we got the offer accepted. Uh, so it's just crazy how fast is, it uh, went. Mm-hmm. Is that housing market out there? Is it a lot like Madison where you're, you're not going to make an offer below what they're asking and get it. In fact, you'll probably have to make an offer above what they're asking. Yeah, that is what happened with us at least. So yeah, we went uh, a yeah. few few bit over um, what the asking price was. And uh, yeah, it was, I mean, that's just kind of how it is out here. Yeah, so um, yeah. we're Well, congrats, stoked. man. That's really awesome news. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's crazy to just you, think, like I mentioned on that, when we got that offer declined, just you get your mind rolling. Like what, what can we do with this? Like the hope that comes with like a house and it's finally real now. Uh, we close, you know, unless if everything runs smoothly, we close on October 16th and this it's in the city of Gilbert. So we're really excited about it. Very cool. You gonna then, set up a podcasting studio, Cole? Uh, actually, there might be availability for that. We'll have like, um, you know, kind of extra rooms that we aren't using. So I very well will likely take 
take advantage of the extra room that we won't exactly get a guest bed in anytime soon until necessary. Uh, so yeah, right. we'll probably do that. You, then, you can uh, be you can become the uh, podcast king of Phoenix. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm going for. You know, so. I've learned from the podcast king of Madison. So. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Well, speaking uh, speaking of that, yeah. Uh, as you know, I have, uh, and listeners know, the the soundboard that I've had been using for a while crapped out on me, yeah. and uh, I have been just doing exactly what you you do and and speaking into this thing called a Zoom H5, and it's been killing me because I've got all of this expensive gear, and uh, I also just bought a brand new twenty seven inch iMac. Dang. And uh, we're, we're recording on that for the first time. Mm-hmm. So right before we hit record, I went to Guitar Center and bought a uh, what's called an audio interface to be able to use all my good mics again uh, oh, nice. while I wait for this soundboard to get repaired. So I'm actually using you know my expensive mics, and it feels so right. So those are nice mics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um yeah. But yeah, otherwise I'm loving life. Um learning a lot and works good. And I'm just trying to think is there anything else? Um yeah, I'm sipping uh a, from my uh Eagle Rare bottle glass from B-Cycled Bottles that was sent to me from Robbie Dedlow. So thanks Robbie for nice. that shout out. But uh yeah, that's about it. How are you doing? I'm good. I uh I I'm good. I I've been applying for jobs and I have for sure not gotten some of them. Oh yeah. Um I just this week applied for a couple more jobs that I'm kind of excited about but won't say too much about. Yeah. Um and I you know it's not like I am desperate need of a job. I have a job. Yeah. I'm just kind of done there is how it feels. So Did um, that one work out badly? I just didn't get an interview. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, man. It's no big deal, yeah. um, but no, life is good. Uh, you know, I am I am a gadget guy and a tech guy, and so getting this new computer this week is awesome. I uh, I've been doing a lot more videography and video editing on top of podcasting. Yeah, and my little 13 inch MacBook Pro has been a workhorse and has been great to have. And uh, it was bought with money raised by Madison Story Slam people on a GoFundMe uh, back in 2016. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's been great. It's just the screen is not big enough. The hard drive, it was only 250 gigabytes. So uh, one thing about me is I am a digital media pack rat. When I create something, uh, you know, audio or video, I want I want to keep it. And yeah. I want it to be easily accessible. Uh, and with my MacBook, with that little space, I constantly had to be plugging in an external hard drive and moving tons of files over. I yeah. back up stuff anyway, but I want some of it left on the computer so that I can access it immediately. Um, with this new computer, it's got a built-in terabyte hard drive, and uh, I can expand it with portable hard drives and things like that. But mm-hmm. uh, it is, it's a 5K monitor, so... <sighs> The display is insane. It's it's so nice. That's like um, crazy to me. I know, and uh, it's uh, I got it for a good deal on Amazon. Uh, Amazon for some reason there's only specific products that they do this on, but they offer a basically. 
take the item now layaway system. There's no interest on the price. Yeah. There's no credit card involved. They just say, we'll give you five months to pay it off at this set rate. Yeah. Uh, so the price of the item divided by five, basically. Yeah. And then we're going to send you the item now. Like you, you'll get it if you have Amazon Prime in two days. So I don't know why they take the risk and do that or how protected they are. I'm sure they're super protected. It's Amazon. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I couldn't aff- afford to buy this just outright. Uh, but I can afford to work my butt off and do some overtime and make payments over the next five months. So sure. I'm I'm stoked. That's great, dude. I love I love new gadgets. They're so much fun. Yeah. So I have been for since Friday have been shut in the office, uh, uh, the recording studio, just having fun with it and and doing more video stuff and and getting ready for other things. Speaking of which, um, listeners. We are, we do, how do I say this? We have set up an Amazon wish list for things that Chill Filter needs. Um, there's some video stuff that Cole wants to be starting to doing for the show on his end. And right now he's filming uh, on his phone and it's been all right, but uh, we would love to get him at, le- at the very least a GoPro that, that's going to have some better quality. And uh, he needs some, some uh, a wireless microphone to be able to, get the video or the audio on the video to be better. There's just yeah. some miscellaneous things that we'd like to get for the show. And uh, neither one of us, despite what I've just said about buying a brand new computer, neither one of us are in a position to spend uh, a ton of money or anything. And we're not, we're not saying you have to, but we know that there's some of you out there who, who have enjoyed the show and maybe you'd like to buy us one of the items on the wish list. Otherwise, you can always go to patreon.com slash chillfiltered. Uh, where you can become a patron of the show. For as little as $1 a month, you get access to certain things that other people don't have access to. Actually, Cole and I just two weeks ago had a a little debate about uh, some of the new tiers that we're going to be doing. Uh, <laughs> I am very ambitious and have some, uh, some big plans in store for you Patreon people. There's some uh, stuff coming. I'm going to go ahead and say one of them. Yep. We're just not sure on the tier of it. I want to start doing a daily podcast audio episode that gets released on Patreon only for a certain tier. Uh, it wouldn't be a 40-minute podcast. It would likely be under 25 minutes. It would be tangentially related to whiskey because we would have a glass of whiskey on every show. Uh, it, and it wouldn't be me and Cole at the same time. It would be one of us talking about our passions uh, so Cole could talk about math, I guess, and uh, I could I could talk I could talk about video editing or, or any motorcycles anything. Yeah. Uh, so that's one of the things that we've talked about. We've got some other cool stuff coming up, and uh, I I don't know uh, I'm excited about the the future of Chill Filtered Cole. I don't know about you. No, I really am. Yeah, I'm stoked. I think that yeah things are things are starting to roll and things are starting to be more much more legitimate. And, and even in our eyes, we're like, wow, things are coming together. And I think yeah, it'd be fun for our listeners to take even a greater part in that. Uh, but we appreciate those listeners who even just listen. But if you want to be a bigger part, feel free to uh, jump on Patreon and you'll be able to get more access to what we're doing. Or, you know, this Amazon wish list. It's, it's cool where things are going. And if you want to be a part of it, you know, take advantage of these options we have. For sure. And that the the link to the Amazon list is in the show notes right now. You could scroll down and see it right now and click on it. But uh, yeah, it'll be good. Uh, I think, Cole, we should commit to, let's see, it's September 
what 15th right now or something yeah 15th. yeah september 15th i would say um that by mid-october we need to have um our our different patreon reward tiers set up and announced yeah yeah so that's and the plan cole real quick what what oh sorry you had something else to no say. that's it yeah yeah so what are we drinking today okay. we are drinking um, yeah what are a very fun and actually one of our one of the most hyped bottles of uh, Kentucky or even just bourbon and to begin with we're drinking from the Van Winkle line uh, made by Buffalo Trace but of the uh, the what some people consider the Pappy line even though this isn't exactly a Pappy product and we'll get to that in a little bit with the history but we're drinking the Van Winkle Special Reserve 12 year old Lot B bourbon and uh, it's from Frankfort Kentucky. And really stoked about drinking it today. It'll be a fun one. Well, I'm excited because I believe that this is the first time I have had anything to drink with the Van Winkle name on it. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Cole. No, I don't think we've we've never had it on the show, and I don't think I've ever poured anything for you. Well, then this is the first time for me. And uh, listeners, look look uh, look forward to seeing my goofy face on Instagram later when I love this whiskey. Or you know, who knows? I I might hate it, but I kind of doubt it. All that and more on this episode of Chill Filtered, right after a quick break. All right, back from break. And as you heard Cole say before we went to break, today we're drinking the Van Winkle Special Reserve 12-Year Lot B Bourbon. And uh, I'm interested to find out about what that lot B means and all the history of what this uh, particular juice has behind it. So, Cole, my dear friend, take it away. Sounds good. Uh, First, I wanted to talk about Van Winkle history. And I'll go into a little bit of background, not too deep. uh, And then I'll talk about a little bit of the Van Winkle line. But before I do that, let's talk about the history. So, in 1893, there was a man named Julian Van Winkle. And he started working as a salesman for W.L. Weller & Sons. And we've actually talked about W.L. Weller & Sons uh, before. But, um, you know, at the time, uh, W.L. Weller & Sons was not a producer, but rather a buyer of bourbon. And mostly from the Stitzel Company, uh, which was another bourbon company that actually made bourbon. Uh, But in 1908, he and another salesman actually bought the company and in 1910, they bought out the um, Stitzel Weller or the Stitzel Distillery. So they they were must have been rolling in it somehow uh, as a salespeople and you know all that stuff. Um, and then prohibition happened, and that was in 19 you know in the 1920s until 1930s, early 1930s. But once it ended, and in 1933, they started construction on the Stitzel Weller Distillery in Shively, Kentucky. Uh, before Prohibition, though, there was uh, a label that was introduced in honor of Julian Van Winkle, and it was called Old Rip Van Winkle. But the label was never used until well after the Stitzel Welder Distillery was up and running. In fact, it was 1972, and that's actually when the Van Winkle sold their ownership and started sourcing their whiskey for the Van Winkle line. So, you know, like what they started wasn't exactly their own product, but it was their own label. Um, according to Julian Van Winkle Sr., who's, you know, his grandson, who's still alive, they were sourcing their juice technically from Stitzel Weller from 1982 and then until Stitzel Weller closed in 1992. 
But in 2002, the Van Winkle line started being produced by Buffalo Trace, got picked up by them. Uh, the label is still owned by the Van Winkle family, though. Um, to this day, we get Old Rit Van Winkle tenure. We get Van Winkle Special Reserve 12-year. We have Pappy Van Winkles of the 15, 20, and 23-year varieties. And even we have an Old Rip Van Winkle 25-year these days. Uh, so they're very, um, they got a solid line, and they're all weeded bourbons. Uh, my question that I wanted to discuss a little bit after the history was, why is Van Winkle so hyped up? And for those who are listening, you might have heard of Van Winkle, and I imagine most of you have, and even quote, you know, like, Pappy line. And why is it, like, such a big deal, and why is the secondary prices so high on these bottles? And I think most of the hype originally came from uh, popular celebrities and and bourbon enthusiasts. Um, But the question is, why did they enjoy it so much to begin with? Why did they start hyping it up? Uh, And my guess is that even even when things were really um, picking up, early 2000s, um, where the hype became big, maybe like 2005 was really when things were like solidly moving up for Van Winkle. Um, you know, I think that it's hard to find a 15 to 23 year range in bourbon. And plus a lot of people see that more age on a bottle is better, which I disagree with. Um, I mean, if I were to really rank, in fact, the Van Winkle line, uh, in my opinion, I would say the 12 year, the 15 year, the 20 year, the 23 year, and then the 10 year. I've never had the 25 year, um, but but yeah, the age wasn't the most important to me. Um, but anyway, big names and pop culture references started to make uh, what was once somewhat rare uh, because the bottles weren't as prevalent being aged so long uh, into something that was actually almost impossible to find. And don't get me wrong, this stuff is gold, um, but not the top 10 I've ever had, any of them. Um, and the market value for like the 23-year, whose retail is like around... $250, maybe like $260. Um, that market value is like between $2,000 and $2,500. So it's a huge just turnaround um, market, secondary market, like amp up. Uh, but it's 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 funny how, you know, it just goes up so much. Uh, the Van Winkle, what we're drinking today, the Special Reserve 12-year Lap B. Uh, all the Van Winkle line, except for the 13-year rye are weeded bourbons and they do have one yeah like i didn't mention it earlier but they have a 13-year rye and uh which doesn't surprise me in terms of this being a stitzel weller product originally or working having been with stitzel weller um known for their weeded mash bill you know weller line and all that Uh, mash bill is corn then wheat then malted barley which is of Buffalo Trace's weeded mash bill. The other uh, ones on the Buffalo Trace weeded mash bill would be like Weller and uh, E.H. E. Uh, e. Taylor Seasoned Wood was on their weeded mash bill. Uh, yearly release is somewhere dropped between September through December of every year. Uh, slightly different every year, uh, but you can't expect too much um, variation in the 12 year. It's pretty consistent, at least for this year, or for the 12 year. The Van Winkles never wanted to charge too much, uh, even with the solid like hype that they saw as well. They mostly wanted to keep their prices very consistent, even with that kind of 10 times the retail price market, which is very nice of them. They could charge a lot more, but they decided not to. The proof is 90.4. 
Um, is this a Pappy? As I mentioned earlier, it's not Pappy. Pappy starts at 15, 20, and 23 years. Um, and then it's funny, I you mentioned earlier you're looking forward to finding out what Lot B means. I learned it once, but I totally didn't research it for this episode. But um, it's you probably jerk. easy look up. Uh, I believe it was just one of their like set aside uh, recipes, but don't quote me on that. Or like one of their set aside like batches, basically. Uh, but don't quote me on that. It's it's I I don't remember at this point. But that's all I got. The suggested retail for this sixty nine ninety nine. Market value is between four and five hundred dollars a bottle. So let's nice. uh, let's drink it up. All right, I I have poured already. Okay, uh, I'm gonna pop this cork. So, yeah, you go ahead. Very light on that one, but I think the listeners will light, hear it. Light little yeah. plunker there. Yeah. It's a beautiful bottle. I really like the label on it. It's very different than the other Van Winkles. Ooh, I poured much more than I normally do. It's a good day, I guess. By accident. I, uh, I've been smelling. It's really good, but I want to say something really quick. Um, yeah. We are recording this as the Green Bay Packers are starting their football game. How kind of you. And... Uh, I am I am a uh, a Packer fan because I want to go to heaven someday, <laughs> uh, and uh, so I I will just say I have the game on on mute in the background, so if <laughs> if you suddenly hear me screaming or or just am generally distracted, that would be why. But I just want to give that <laughs> give that warning. <laughs> uh, are we gonna skip whiskey? I'm sorry, news I, for I your can't sake not today? watch the Packers. What'd you say? Are we going to skip Whiskey World News for your sake today? No, no. I have I have something planned for Whiskey That's World good. News today. So, so I've been good. warming it in my hand, and I'm going to take a little bit of a nose right now. Sure. Uh, the color is an, is kind of a darker... I don't know. It's sometimes hard to say. It, I'd say it's like a medium roast. Uh, it's got a nice color to it, though. Nice amber. Yeah. So I'm getting a little bit of red apples... Um, not baked apples, a little bit fresh, um, but like red delicious kind of, um, taste or smell to it. A little bit of alcohol smell, but a little bit of vanilla as well. I'm really, really enjoying it for sure. I get, uh, for sure those apples and the vanilla Mm -hmm. as well. Um, I also get, uh, something that I find interesting here, kind Mm -hmm. of a waxy smell. Uh, but but not an unpleasant waxiness. Mm-hmm. So, I can I can hear that you've already taken a drink. Yes, sir. Man, this is good. I do love this pour. It is. I um, haven't taken a drink yet because uh, my computer just went to the screensaver, and I need to change something before. Oh, I, that's fine. So while you yeah. do that, I will talk about how delicious this is. So it's definitely a weeded bourbon. Uh, we've talked just don't about... say anything flavor wise yet. I'm gonna take a drink quick. I just I don't want you to okay. you know, yeah, influence yeah. my flavors here. That One sounds second. good. Yeah, wheat is good. Hmm. Do you want to do you want to go through it first? I don't want to give anything away. I'd rather you actually start. No, no. I you you are starting. So I just wanted to taste it before you did. Oh, for sure. So, yeah, it's we've talked about in the past having weeded bourbons that, like even like uh, 1792 sweet wheat, that wheat is often a lot sweeter, uh, but in a, not a muted, more in a 
blunt object kind of way instead of a sharp piercing object kind of way. Um, right. It's really like the finish on this lasts quite a bit and is altogether very sweet, caramely. Um, yeah, still getting those apples, those like red delicious apples. Um, but the big notes are just a general sweetness and a caramel and a really good lasting, like pleasant finish. Did you say, oh, lasting or laughing? Lasting. Lasting. Okay, yeah, that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I need to take another drink quick before I before I say what I think I'm going to say. One second mm-hmm. here. I'm a little scared when after we do this to add a little ice and water. Like, this is great. And it's so, I mean, pleasant is all this is. Like, I couldn't imagine anyone drinking Van Winkle and saying, I don't like this. In fact, my wife was a huge fan of the Pappy 15. Uh, meanwhile, she didn't love many other pours that I ever poured her, but she really liked Van Winkle. So, I get multiple flavors that mm-hmm. I'll boil down to one descriptor. Okay. It is the exact match of the perfectly made cinnamon and sugar toast. A buttered piece of toast with cinnamon and sugar on it. I like that. I think that's a good one. I mean, that's exactly what I'm tasting. Yeah. Yeah, I can get a little bit of that cinnamon. That's actually a really good note. And, like, the butter makes it more... Um, like, if you when you mention butter, it really brings out how smooth this is and how... Um, in a way, buttery it is, you know? Yeah. I yeah, it's getting, really good. Yeah, and I'm getting even notes of, like, um, just general, like, pears and apples are some big ones I'm getting, but not pears in, like, a single malt, like, scotchy way. Um, this is just a, a caramely, peary, apple goodness. Right. And so I'm going to add a little water, drip it a drop. I'll probably oh, do three you know drops because I poured a lot. Uh huh. You know what? I don't. I don't think I have water in here. Uh, if you, you want to talk grab for some. a while, yeah, that yeah, good. I got to go out to the kitchen quick. So on the nose, with a little water, it actually has brightened it up a bit, but it's also given a little bit of that alcohol uh, smell. Uh, it's not a bad thing. I actually really like the smell altogether. It's not like piercing, like rubbing alcohol or anything like that. It's uh, you get a little more apples though. And that, that caramel shows up more on the nose with water. And, uh, yeah. I, it's funny. I've never had a Van Winkle with with water before. So this is a new experience for me. I'm going to go for a sip. while uh, You've never hope, had it with water? Never had a Van Winkle with water. How many drops did you do? I did um, three drops with a reasonable pour. Ooh, that is good. Dang. It's just brighter and like fruitier. And like I prefer it actually. That's really good. Especially, you know, I saying that a- for a 45.2% by volume, that's really good for a little water. The finish right. doesn't last I, as long uh, though. On the nose, I get kind of a toffee kind of smell. Mm. Uh, I'm going to take a sip now. Yeah. So, yeah, I was just I'm blown away. So the the only bad thing about the water pour for me was the finish didn't last as long and had a slight bitterness at the end of the finish. But the palate was better. Nope. I get that bitterness right away. 
right away. That's too bad. Yeah. 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 So it, it's I'm gonna, just there. Yeah. I'm going to add a little water. A clink. There we go. Dropping a cube. I mean, dropping a cube is what I meant to say. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So swishing that around. I have a feeling this will not be great, um, but we'll find out. Uh, here it goes. Nose. Muted. No longer getting that alcohol, but I still am getting that caramel. I'm not really getting the apples as I did before, but I'll go for the sip. I think, Cole, that you would be ashamed at the amount of whiskey that I waste after this because I, I almost never finish the the bit that I pour. Uh, really? <laughs> so Not even? I yeah, guess the ice uh, yeah, can kill it sometimes. Yeah, once the ice kills it, I'm just like, all right, well, I'm ne- I'm not gonna drink this. So, I but I'll try this. It's not terrible. It's definitely the worst of all three. And looking looking back, if I, I if I really take in each type of pour with meat and water and ice, I actually change my mind. Altogether, it's better with meat. Second best with ice. I mean, with water, and then ice would be last place. It's not terrible, but I just wouldn't ever put ice in it again. Um. So I liked it neat. I did not like it with water. I like the taste uh, with that ice um, in it. But the thing that kills it for me with the ice is that uh, – I and I find this on a lot of the whiskeys that we do this with mm-hmm. – um, Adding ice a lot of times gives it a mouthfeel of being like medicine, and and I and yeah. I hate that. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, what do you think it as far as scale goes? Rating? Um, I would put this in the high eights. I give this a eight point eight eight, and I would also give it a exceptional. Yeah. Makes sense. I, you know, from the first sniff, I had a nine in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, mm, I think this is too hyped. I think this is way too hyped. Mm-hmm. It's very good. It's very good. But yeah. uh, I, I think that that Van Winkle name really is just, it makes it, gives it too much clout, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so, I, and I knew that going in, so I had lower expectations than For maybe sure. some other people would. Um, the smell was really, really good. I don't think it's worth that nine. Uh, yeah. I don't think it's it's should be as high as you gave it either. I think I would give it the low eight range, like eight two, eight three. I'll go ahead and say eight point two. Okay. So, question so for you. And it's still and I, really good. No, for sure. So, a question that I already know the answer to. Would you spend $400 for this bottle? Oh, absolutely. You would. <laughs> and and so why is that? Did you did, did I was kidding. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But your so, your your brain just broke when I said yeah, yes. Yeah, I was like, "Crack." Oh, and then one other thing before I ask the second question, one other thing I wanted to talk about uh, that I wrote in my notes, but I didn't I didn't I guess I skipped over it. But I wanted to talk about the type of person. When I worked at the bar in Richmond, we had every single Van Winkle up there, except for the rye. We didn't have the rye. We had the 10, 12, 15, 20, and 23 year up there. And do you, like, let me ask you, Adam, 
who do you think what do you think the personality slash yeah i guess the personality of the person that would come in and order van winkle was it was hipsters hipsters yeah that's what i know so so hipsters don't have money in richmond um at mm. least in richmond um but here's the type and i think you're onto something here's the type of person though that would order especially the older van winkles they never showed up alone and they always oh, so, showed so off they were yeah it was, they were showing off yeah exactly that you would never get someone walk in and say, you know, I just love me some Van Winkle. I'm all alone. Let me just pour some for myself. It was always, look at what I'm spending on this pour. Um, so sure. that's something to be said about hype in bourbon. Uh, but I guess my second question for you, Adam, is would you spend $70 on this bottle? Yeah. Oh, all day. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. Right. I mean, th- that's n- that. there is no question. That yeah. you know, this is for sure worth. I think it's worth more than seventy dollars, but yeah, I don't I'd think it's so. worth four hundred. Yeah, absolutely. I would say I would say this is just as good as the Kentucky Owl that I spent one hundred and fifty bucks on, or two hundred yeah. bucks on. What did I, I don't remember. Yeah, it was like two ten or something. Right. Yeah. So I, I, it's at least that good. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't. I, I'd have a hard time spending four hundred dollars on any consumable liquid yeah yeah unless it gave me magical powers yeah and for me it is a little bit of a a show-off uh bottle on my bottle you know rack um and i'm proud of it but yeah i would never spend over two hundred dollars for this one right um what uh what are we drinking next week do we know um, are you able to courier that, um, the PBR whiskey to me? Uh, I've made a decision. We're not gonna, we're not gonna review the PBR whiskey on the show. Why? I'm going to come to that. That's going to be involved in whiskey world news. Okay, cool. Well, while you talk about it, I'll look through some of the ones we recently, Hey, did you get my, did you get the package with, uh, the stag? I did. Okay, cool. With Courier was very nice with, to uh, deliver that one for me. Um, with Stag? Stag or Senior? Uh, you got to talk. I got to look through some stuff. Okay, yeah, because I didn't see it in your um, in your uh, Instagram post. So, yeah, there's a Stag Senior of 2018 on there, and I thought it was... Yeah, I, I have it. The, okay, cool. Um yeah, I don't want to do that too soon because that's that's a really strong follow up to a really strong hyped whiskey we're drinking today. Um, but I'm looking through the website. Is there any on that uh, sample list that you are uh, that you think would be a good one? Uh, the the one that is most intriguing to me uh, is the Glen Grant because it looks like piss water. We haven't done a scotch in a while. A very long time. Let's do it. Uh, but honestly, this this Glen Grant looks like somebody discolored some water a little bit. Dude, the funny thing is, it's amazing to me. I, I'll we'll 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 figure that out. So, all right, yeah. that's what we're drinking next week. And then Cole, a little bit of business here. Uh, yeah. When when do I need to figure out? When are you gone? Oh, that's a great, great question. In two weeks from uh, today, we're recording on a Sunday this week, which is the 15th. 
So I'm leaving the 29th. So we will have to put a few more a week in in the next two weeks. Well, I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to bring on a special guest instead. That's a good idea. So you know, you got your special guest episode last week. I've mm-hmm. I've got to I've got to keep up with you. You know. Yeah, I'm uh, rolling. Oh my gosh! So the game has kicked off, and the Packers are doing well already. Nice. And you know what that means, Cole? Don't you? I I do know what it means. It's time for Whiskey World News. That's right. Whiskey World News, the part of the show where we pick an article that we find online, we read it, we talk about it, and uh, we'll give credit to the website and the author and everything. Make sure that you can find it online. We don't want to take the credit for this. Um, So uh, I mentioned that we're not going to be reviewing the PBR whiskey on the actual podcast. And the reason for that is I have already tasted the PBR whiskey. (laughs) It is... It, um, I'm going to go more in depth on the next uh, Thirsty Thursdays with Adam video. Nice. And if you want to see those videos, you need to be a Patreon subscriber for as little as $1 a month. Currently, for $1 a month, you can see the videos. Just so everybody knows, Packers are up 7-0. Uh, <laughs> but for as little as $1 a month, you can get access to the videos of thirsty thursdays with adam where i sit down and shoot the shit and have a uh, drink of whiskey um so our next one is going to be talking about the pbr whiskey i'll say a little bit right now i had it it is not bad by any means but to call it a whiskey is a disservice to to actual whiskey that's why i don't i don't want to feature it on the show because it's just not whiskey it's just Mm -hmm. not um and but it's not bad. It doesn't taste bad. But to be honest, it doesn't really taste much like anything. It doesn't yeah. really have a taste. There's a hint of a PBR taste to it. Really? Uh, and by that I mean PBR tends to have kind of a grapey taste at times. And there's just a hint of grapes to this uh, quote unquote whiskey. Huh. So I I just you know something that I I love about our show Cole is that we said we're gonna do whiskey and we're gonna be true to whiskey. And this simply is not whiskey. The the <laughs> folks at PBR and at New Holland will will willfully admit that they found a workaround to be able to call this whiskey. You know, they yeah. kind of cheated the system. So I, I'm not I'm not going to feature it on our whiskey podcast. I I will feature it on the other things that we do, but uh, you know, the main the main show is reserved for real whiskey. And, and, and unfortunately, this is just not that. So um, since we're not going to feature it on the main show and talk about our own thoughts of it, we're going to read a review from MilwaukeeMag.com. So that's <laughs> like mag, short for magazine. MilwaukeeMag.com. The title is, We're Not Experts, But We Reviewed PBR's Whiskey Anyway. And today's article is written by a guy named Chris Drosner, who... Uh, I did not know this when I picked out this article. I'm just realizing this now. I uh, I had Chris Drosner on our on the Madison Story Slam podcast, where we talked about beer and his experience as a beer journalist. He is known locally in Wisconsin as the Beer Baron, nice. and uh, very interesting guy, very nice guy. 
And uh, it's just one of these things where he happened to be the writer of this article. So again, MilwaukeeMag.com. We're not experts, but we reviewed PBR's Whiskey Anyway by Chris Drosner, the beer baron. Here we go. Do you have to be an expert to drink whiskey? No. Should you be an expert to write about it? Perhaps. Did that stop us? Of course not. Here at Milwaukee Magazine, we have a lot of experts on staff. Art, dining, theater, cooking, beer, fonts. We can talk circles around you about fonts. But whiskey? Eh. Nevertheless, a rare confluence of newsworthy whiskeys furnished by the distillers ended up in our office this week. So we decided to convene a panel of tasters in the boss's office while she was out of town to make it Whiskey Wednesday. I, I like that idea, actually. Yeah. <laughs> The, the spirits of happenstance were Pabst Blue Ribbon Whiskey, obviously of interest in the iconic beer brand's longtime hometown, and two offerings from a new-to-Milwaukee brand, Old Dominic. Have you heard of Old Dominic? Uh, yeah, that's the um, – isn't that the uh, – that one distillery in Milwaukee? I don't know. Here we go. Uh, no, I'm saying they're saying new to Milwaukee. I when they say new to Milwaukee, I'm assuming that it's an already existing brand elsewhere, but they just released in Milwaukee as well. I don't know. We'll, we'll find sure. out. Uh, all right, the Pabst Blue Ribbon Whiskey. We decided to start with this one because it carried the lowest expectations of the trio, and we thought we remembered hearing something about starting with the lightest flavored thing first. Now, the first thing you need to know about Blue Ribbon Whiskey is that it's clear, not brown like nearly every other whiskey we've come across. The label says it's aged for five seconds, which was a legal workaround, like I said, to avoid having to call the stuff moonshine, which is probably more apt, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Paps Whiskey is made by New Holland Brewing in Michigan, a craft brewery that has been distilling spirits since 2005 and has been a distribution partner of Paps since 2017. It's an 80-proof spirit with a grain bill of 52% corn, 28% malted barley, 17% wheat, and 3% rye. It runs around $21 for a 750-milliliter bottle. Uh... Adam here chime in and saying, I paid almost $30 a bottle at my, my liquor store, but they tend to have higher prices. This Q&A with Esquire has a lot of good information and backstory about the spirit, including some rich lore about it being the kind of whiskey Paps founder Jacob Best would have made okay. My initial impression, Jacob's best intentions aside, was that in my experience with whiskey, the barrel aging was pretty damn important. <laughs> uh, that was italicized. <laughs> My Tennessee cousin fed me some unaged whiskey at a wedding down there once, and I'm pretty sure a part of me remains dead from that experience. <laughs> I do trust the pros at New Holland to do better, but isn't an essential part of whiskey its oaky, vanilla complexity? The expectations did not rise after the first pours. The aroma is harsh and alcohol-forward, like nail polish remover, one taster said. From that nadir, Blue Ribbon Whiskey's stock rose somewhat. Sipped from little plastic shot cups, it tasted better than it smelled, I will also agree with this, and had markedly less burn than we were expecting. I picked up a pretty assertive mealy corn I, I oh I see. I picked up a pretty assertive mealy corn character that I can't say was pleasant, and there was an earthy, almost gym sock note 
That reminds hmm. me of a different whiskey, Cole. Uh, an earthy gin sock note that I couldn't place <laughs> until someone mentioned it was a little like tequila. I also heard that. So I did a tasting with friends. That's why I tasted this. Somebody else said it was really similar to to tequila. But compared to regular whiskeys, it was quite neutral. One taster called it the vodka of whiskeys. This is Mm -hmm. something I'd buy if I wanted to get drunk and not taste anything. Another said, that's exactly right. The Pabst PR team launched this whiskey at an event last month that featured a lot of bells and whistles trappings and several featured cocktails created by local mixologists one notion was that it might serve well in an old-fashioned no fucking way that's my that's my input on this article, <laughs> by the way this is yeah. not for an old-fashioned balancing the sweet or sour mix we weren't really buying that but we did buy coke because whiskey coke is a thing right Blue Ribbon Whiskey flopped here, too. And that's something I told you, Cole. I I didn't use Coke, but I did Dr. Pepper. It was Mm. horrible. With that unpleasant, corny gym sock note carrying through, or maybe even standing out more in the midst of the sweet caramel goodness of the cola. No, it's not bourbon, so it's not really fair to compare it to that. But the entire conversation around this whiskey revolved around what we wanted it to be. Bourbon or at least something aged longer than five seconds. <laughs> so that's what they thought about the PBR whiskey. I I think, I think um, Cole, give me a second, talk a little bit. My headphones are about to die, so i got to switch to my yeah, receiver. Good. I just I just find it pretty funny that, you know, I, I was, I mean, I would have done the same thing and just kind of give it like a few shots of like, would it, would it work in Coke? Would it work, you know, neat? Uh, would it work in any sort of way? And it's funny. I, you know, it's funny. You mentioned it was fifty-two percent corn, though, and yeah. I'm thinking that if it's fifty-two percent corn and they aged it in oak, uh, is it technically a bourbon? Um, I mean, there are other stipulations, but I wonder if they fit those other stipulations, like entry proof into the quote bear or wood. Um, now and- I don't think I don't think that it specifically says they aged it with oak. Uh, oh, I remember okay, cool. reading something from them that says if it touches wood, it's oh, legally whiskey. They don't the specify difference. what wood it is, um, and and to say aged in something is unfair because literally what they did is they hooked up a wooden funnel to the yeah, still exactly. and it passed through, through the funnel. Yeah, you know so. Um, you know, it's interesting. I, I think really that um, this is best going to be served in dive bars as a boiler maker. And a boiler maker is where you do a shot of whiskey <laughs> and you drop it into your glass of beer yeah. and you, you chug it. And, and people who are loyal to the PBR brand are going to order a PBR boiler maker with PBR whiskey. I would do that. If I yeah. was into that, I, I don't like that. I don't like that drink. I, I'm never going to oil or order a Boilermaker. Would but, you do a PBR? Um, it PBR makes, Boilermaker? Is that what you said? I will. I am. I. I've never. I will. I would never order that. I, I've never ordered that. I. I. I'm now intrigued to try it <laughs> once. I know I'm not going to enjoy it. Yeah. But I can see it. how other people would. Yeah, I can see how other people would really like it and be like, like that's like if I want to go get messed up on a Friday night after work. Yeah. You know, in my Hicktown dive bar, whatever. Now I've got to do these PBR Boilermakers because I'm loyal to that brand. So yeah, 
I don't know. You know, it's interesting. I, I like it when companies try new things and, and try to make cool things happen. Did PBR need to do this? No. Is it smart <laughs> of them to do it? I think yeah. so. I think it's yeah. a smart brand move um, because no matter what, everybody's going to be talking about PBR in one way or another, good or bad. And mm-hmm. when people are talking about your brand, especially in this way, it, it's never actually bad for your brand. Yeah. So... I don't know. It was a good article, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris is a great writer. I should uh, I should send him a message and tell him that we yeah. featured him. So, all right. Uh, anything else you need to say, Cole? No, I'm. Uh, what were we drinking again next time? Oh, the uh, Glen Grant. Uh, yeah, I'm excited yeah, for that one. Yeah, we're gonna do the Glen Grant. And That's, can you uh, just give us a little bit of a preview of what that is? Yeah, so it's not even sold in the U.S. Um, I had a friend that actually picked it up from Scotland and uh, gifted it to me. And uh, but if you can find Glenn Grant, Glenn Grant won uh, the 18 year won the um, the Scotch of the Year by Jim Murray a few years ago, and um, it's a space side. Uh, it's not exactly a Highland, uh, even though it's you know very close to that. Um, so yeah, be prepared. It's a uh, it's a good one in my opinion. But we'll see what Adam thinks. Yeah, well, we will see what I think. Uh, <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it anyway. Uh, nothing else from me. Uh, again, just a plug for the Amazon wish list and patreon.com slash chill filtered. If you want to help us grow the show, that is the best way to do it. Um, we, we have some bills that we're trying to pay off and some things that we're trying to buy for coal. And like I said, we've got new, um, tiers coming. We've got a couple of new Patreon only shows coming. And, uh, if you want to be a part of everything that chill filtered does, you got to be a part of Patreon. So we encourage you to do that at patreon.com slash chillfiltered. Cole, love you, bud. Glad that you got that house. And uh, mm-hmm. hopefully the closing goes well and all that stuff. But most of all, Cole, I hope that our love of spirits lifted yours. Mm-hmm.